Welcome back to part two of our interview with Lance Allison. In today's episode, Lance tells us about IdeaCamp, an innovative way his chamber is thinking outside the box when it comes to networking events. But before we get started, today's episode is brought to you by the Fresh Chamber Toolkit, a powerful resource with only the freshest and most relevant tools to help you grow your chamber, your revenues, and your mission. For more information, go to freshchambers.com. Episode nine of the Chamber Podcast starts right now. Here's where the magic begins to make change happen. The human voice. It's the most powerful sound in the world. Getting curious about something and diving in. One of the things that I enjoy more than anything else is learning new things. Welcome to the Chamber Podcast. Lance, welcome back to the show. During our interview last week, you mentioned IdeaCamp. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that is? What that is, is we have 15 minutes of someone sharing an idea, someone like a TED conference, like a TED talk. Then we have 15 minutes networking, 15 minutes idea, 15 minutes networking. And we do that in a restaurant. We have appetizers and drinks and the like. Well, what I'm finding with my IdeaCamp members is we've got about 40 or 50 that attend uh, each one. And what I'm finding through them is the excitement that that program is generating is getting them to invite their friends. And sometimes their friends aren't members. And so we've gained several new members through the program that we offer with IdeaCamp. So I think that's extremely important to leverage your volunteers and to have programming that's so attractive to your volunteers that it brings in outside people. And in that way, you're not spinning your wheels constantly trying to figure out, okay, who do I go after next? Where do I go next? Well, let me ask you this. What is it about Idea Camp that really uh, gets your members excited? Oh, it's, it's fantastic. It was developed before I got here. And uh, it's just it's amazing because there's no technology involved. Uh, you have to present an idea, and you don't present about what you do. You, you, you can kind of wrap what you do in there. But the point of it is, is that you've got to present an idea that's going to be helpful either personally, professionally, uh, as a leader, marketing, whatever it may be. And the members are the ones that are bringing the content. So it's not us going in there and talking at them. It's our members coming in, bringing the content, and engaging the other members. It, it's, and it's done in such a way that it holds their attention the whole time. I'm sure. How do you pick who presents at each idea camp? What are kind of the nuts and bolts behind the scenes? We will do, you know, it's funny. The great thing about idea camp is it's almost like chambers. You've seen one chamber. You've seen one chamber. Sometimes you've seen one idea camp. You've seen one idea camp. We, we, we like to let it flow. Now, what we will do each month, the committee prior to the, to the camp for that month, will meet and kind of generate an idea, uh, like a theme idea. So maybe it's marketing or maybe it's leadership. Uh, and then they will say, okay, this person here is really good in this field. And then we'll reach out to them and have them come speak. Now, lately, we've been evolving it into we'll have one person come in with an idea uh, or maybe two, and they will have something that they need a solution to. And so they'll talk about what um, is going on in their business, what they can need help with. Then we'll break into the groups on the second session. And then on the third session, we'll come back and everybody will talk about some solutions that they see uh, that would benefit that member. So it, it's just always evolving. But we do try to have um, a basic outline thing for each one. It sounds like a lot of work. Um, it sounds like you have an awesome team there behind you. What is it about your team that enables you to pull off events like this? And do you have any any tips on how to better manage a team? You know, 
I, I am very fortunate. Uh, I've got a superstar team, and we pull off things even um, at a six to seven staff level that uh, 30 to 40 staff chambers are doing. Uh, but I'm also, uh, I think, blessed that I started in a chamber where it was me, uh, one full-time and a part-time, um, because I I have an empathy level for that. You know, for, for a smaller chamber that's trying to do everything they can on a shoestring budget, I've been there and I know it. Um, and I think that the key, if you're a smaller chamber and, and the resources just aren't there, is really focusing in on what is with your mission, what what aligns with your mission, you know, does the product or service or event align with your mission, and focusing on a few quality things instead of worrying about spreading yourself so thin. Not every chamber has staff that can create an 80-page magazine every two months internally, you know, so don't try to do anything like that. So, and, and the best way that uh, a chamber staffer and a small chamber, chamber exec, can do that is by finding out what their members need, what's important to them. Uh, you know, what I think is important to my members may not be what the majority of them think is important. So reaching out and, and uh, tapping into your membership and finding out what's important to them is going to help you decide, okay, this is where I spend my, I can spend my time. Um, this is where I can spend money, and this is where I spend uh, our resources. Do you have any examples uh, when you really feel like you did that well, when you really helped a small business new member really generate uh, a big catalyst for growth in their business? Well, I, I tell you, there's an example we have of one that um, is a small business as a, a local photographer and um, just starting out and, and trying to build a business up. And and the dues that um, that we charge for a small business are, are not extremely high. Uh, it, it's a very good dues amount that we charge for small businesses. And so for them to write that check at that time, um, you know, it, it hit them a little bit. You know, there was some hesitation and some worry. And so within about four days um, of being a member, they had booked enough appointments that doubled what they paid for their for their dues revenue. Uh, so I was really proud of that moment. Um, one of them, one of this other one, not specifically for one single business, but for really a group of small businesses, was back in Murray. When um, Murray was one, of, it still is one of the only three counties um, in Kentucky that don't have a payroll tax. Uh, and so back in 2010, when they were, the city was starting to look at their own finances and the economy was, you know, sort of weak. Uh, you could kind of feel that the payroll tax issue was going to come up. And so what we did was we did a questionnaire to all of our members, and we asked them a series of questions. So it was like. Um, what are you doing in this area to uh, tighten your belt? What are you doing here? What are you doing there? What kind of issues are you having right now in this economy? And then at the end, we said, are you in favor of a payroll tax? Now, naturally, nobody's really in favor of a payroll tax. Um, you, if you can help it, you don't want to have any tax. Uh, so that was kind of an obvious answer. But what we did with that information was is we presented it to the city council in a very um, – in a way that it was not uh, that it didn't get them defensive and on their guard. We just went in and we said, okay, this is what our members are saying. You know, the economy is tough right now. These are the things they are doing, and these are the things they expect their local government to do. Um, we changed the dialogue at that time uh, and moved away from the payroll tax and actually had the city council looking at ways that they could help businesses 
either by creating a one-stop shop, making sure that they were meeting the needs of the local business community. Uh, that's one that I'm particularly proud of because that was kind of our first, or at least was my first uh, wading in of doing anything on the advocacy um, level. Well, Lance, I really appreciate you coming back this week to talk about Idea Camp and giving us some great advice as well. If you'd like more information about Idea Camp, you can reach out to Lance by email at lance at pcbeach.org. Again, that's lance at pcbeach.org, and he'd love to send you more info. Thanks for tuning in this week, and don't forget to visit chamberpodcast.com for all of our previous episodes. Next week is our 10th episode, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So we'll see you right back here next week on the Chamber Podcast.